Okay, everybody, this is Imar Sobertooth, the Sports Inquirer, and we're joined by Ed Joyce, head coach of Georgia State Women's Soccer. You made the long trip to Arkansas to face uh, two very competitive teams and had some very competitive matches. Uh, but before we get to specifics, uh, how was the trip overall for the team, able to get uh, two draws at a, in a very long way from Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah, I think probably a little disappointed being, you know, winning both games late into the second half. Um, Coming away with a point only is probably a bit disappointing, but you know, again, going on the road is a is a difficult thing, especially in this conference with the schedule the way it is on Friday Sundays and uh, just the travel between as well. Um, so I think we're we're content, you know, to move on into our last game, knowing that we have to uh, have to do well. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that game last Friday at Arkansas State. You led three to one, uh, conceded two goals in the second half, able to emerge with the draw. Uh, but just what your just thoughts from that contest. And I know that you're disappointed with that draw, giving up those two goals, but the team was able to rebound and at least get a point, including some uh, crucial saves from Jada in that overtime frame. Yeah, I think, you know, we did well um, to go three, one up, obviously. And Jimena goes out injured, thinking about the 60, 68, 70 minutes, something like that. And that kind of causes problems because uh, until then they couldn't really, they didn't adjust well to what she was she was doing. Um, but then when she went off, the game changed a touch. And in the end, we probably hung on for a draw. I think they were probably better in the extra time periods than we were. Um, but as you say, the points on the road are, are good things. And, uh, you know, we'll take that and run with it. Yeah, and you got or earned a 2-2 draw at Little Rock on uh, last Sunday. And once again, it's the freshmen that have stepped up for you and provided the offensive opportunities for you. Bree Barley and Brooklyn uh, Fugel, each of them scored a goal. Uh, what about those young players stepping up for you and giving you those goals when they were really needed? I've mean, been doing it all year. You know, I think the majority of our goals are scored by freshmen and sophomores. So, I mean, they've... Um... They've been doing a good job all year of being very uh, open to coaching, being very kind of malleable in what we're looking for them. And then when we need them, they step up. So, I mean, we're we're very lucky to have them. And I think they're going to go on to, to score a lot of goals here, you know, moving forth. Yeah, and also in that contest, Maria Subis, she had a career-high 10 saves in that contest. When, how do you make that decision as far as your goalkeepers? You've played multiple goalkeepers and they've started multiple times each of them uh, in contest is it a scouting report that you have a feeling that this player would be better in this scenario or is it just what how do you make those decisions because you have two uh, very competitive goalkeepers who have won matches for you I think it's game by game and I think you know as of any position it's week by week in training you know and I think we've had uh, a good battle between the two of them in terms of their foot performance in training and their form in training. And, you know, we felt, you know, going uh, into Little Rock that, you know, Subi would be a, would be a good fit for it. And uh, that was kind of what we, we thought she did a great job. The goals that happened, she can't do anything about. We have to defend better. Um, and that's the long and the short of it. You know, I think we've got to, we have to defend better as a group from front to back. And, uh, you know, we do that, we'll be just fine. We're scoring, scoring goals left, right and centre. we just got to stop conceding them. Yeah, and how do you do that? It, does that include a potential change in approach we've spoken in the past about you like to seem to be aggressive uh, push forward have a lot of possession of the ball uh, but you also concede a, a large amount of goals as well uh, how do you work on not giving up as many goals as it is, is a formation change 
Is it just a different approach? How do you kind of limit those opponents' opportunities? I don't know, it's kind of an anomaly because, you know, normally over time, if you look at, you know, the, my record here, we don't concede a lot of goals you know, normally, but we normally don't score as many either. So, I mean, I think it is kind of uh, give and take in that regard. Long story short, you know, our players have to be a bit more receptive to what we want from them in certain areas of the field and manage games a bit better. We do that, you know, teams aren't tearing us apart. They're not scoring, they're scoring the opportunities we give them because they're into dangerous an area. And quite frankly, our players have to be a little bit better and we feel better as coaches to make sure they understand what we need from them. But um, we're doing it to ourselves. No one's breaking us down. No one's really ripping through us. We're just having poor lapses of concentration and bad moments. And you have your final regular season match of this upcoming week against Georgia Southern at home. Now, before we get to the actual X's and O's onto the field, what about this senior class? And it's very interesting because they may not be technically seniors. They may come back for another year. Uh, but just what about this group that the four-year players, at least, all they've been through their career uh, through the pandemic and being an, helping to get the ground going for a new facility in Atlanta. Uh, what's this class meant to you as a group, just the, the seniors that are going to be potentially playing their last home match? Yeah, I think they've all done a you know, a really good job of being um, all in from the from the start of when they came in. They were kind of the first class that we recruited from from scratch, shall we say, um, when we got the job. Obviously, when we got the job 2016 and 17, we were pretty much completed. Um, so 2018 was the first class we had to really kind of um, go out and, and find players. So, I mean, I think they've uh, done a really good job of buying into what we're going to do. They've done a good job of being leaders on and off the field, regardless of how much they may or may not play. Um, and I think this year, all of them are having a you know a good year and a you know, good experience moving moving towards the end. Yeah, and you face Georgia Southern, a uh, team you're very familiar with, obviously a, a big rival uh, within the the programs, uh, but also a match that's very important in the standings. Uh, you're looking to get a top four seed in the conference tournament, which I believe is a first round buy, unless they change something in the past few months. Uh, but what about this matchup against Georgia Southern, a team that likes to score a lot of goals as well? And how big would that be for your team to get that first round by going into the conference tournament? I think it's huge. I mean, otherwise you look at to win the league, you're going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So, I mean, that's four games in, what's that, six days? So, I mean, it's uh, it's a lot. So, I mean, it's, it's huge for us. And we put ourselves in a situation where it's become a must-win game. Um, generally. You know, we do a pretty good job under a bit of pressure, so we're hoping that that carries on through it. But, um, you know, looking at Georgia Southern, they've done a good job of turning things around down there. And, you know, I think we've got a bit of lightning in a bottle in terms of new philosophy and new coach and kind of got them driving in the right in the right direction. So, you know, they're going to come in ready to go and we've got to kind of match that that intensity. Yeah, and one of their players, Ellis Nemesov, she has a team-high eight goals this season for... Uh, the Eagles, when you're facing a team that has a prolific goal scorer uh, like that, I, I know you're not going to give me the strategy of how to defend her, uh, you know, specifically, but do you, I want to, do you highlight someone on her? Do you use the scheme? Do you really alter all of your preparations when you have a team that, you know, has this one goal scorer that likes to score uh, quite often? I mean, I think you're just aware of them. You're aware of where they are and you give your players their tendencies and where they're going to pop up and try and find the ball and where most of their dangerous moments happen. Um, and after that, you just kind of prepare as best you can to solve, you know, problems that a unit will give you as opposed to one single player. Um, she's having a good year, you know, but we've got, 
we firmly believe we've got four or five players that you know that they're going to be very worried about as well because I mean we score kind of across the board and we've got one with seven one with five one with four one with three we're kind of across the board so you know we, we believe that we present a lot of problems for other teams to handle um, and that you know right now it's going to be solving solving some of the uh, intricacies of what we're doing more so than what they're doing. All right, Ed, well, thank you for your time. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll catch up before the conference tournament. Sounds good. Thank you. All right.